0: From above And in the parking lot I can see the stars They shine so bright it's violent I almost hit the tar One day I will be an astronaut Every day it's bumper to bumper Every night I shake off my shoes Heavy steps go thump on the floorboards You're just a bird and nobody loves you I think I got it right
1: I contacted Robin DeLunto a few weeks ago and told her, listen here, Chick, I'm going to feature you on the Vinyl Experience in a special EP edition, and you're going to come on the show for an interview, and you're going to play us a live song, and you're going to toss in a few CDs or a way to give away to our listeners, and I won't, <laughs> haven't you given me a hard time? About, you know what, I was almost able to finish that with a straight face, almost. Truth be told, I did contact Robin and asked her if I could feature her music simply because I think her music is brilliant. And I absolutely fall in love with her voice every time I hear it. Robin, being the ever-gracious Canadian girl, agreed. We sat down to chat, some of us while wearing pants, for what felt like the blink of an eye. Time spent chatting with Robin is like time spent with an old friend, shooting the breeze casually without pretension. And despite a sniffly nose, she did still in fact serenade me at the end of the, the podcast. Pantsless. The things I do for my listeners. Okay, so welcome to the show, Robin. It is, as I've said, just a, an absolute privilege to have you on the show. I'm very happy, happy to have you here.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I've, I've been wanting to do this for a long time, so...
1: Okay, now, Great. before we can even go forward with the interview, however, we have to talk about the Just a Bird video. Because <laughs> a girl walking around downtown Toronto in a big yellow bird costume has to be discussed. Was this your idea, or producer, or...?
2: Um it was an idea I had almost immediately after writing this song so it was it was quite lovely to uh have it be uh manifested with the provision of uh the label that I'm working with and uh yeah so I I uh it was my idea to start with and then the director came up with all these great additions to go along with it so
1: now, for those who haven't seen it, it is actually on the site as well. I, I still watch it. If I'm going to listen to your song, I actually will watch the video before I actually just play the MV3. Yeah, yeah. The video is fantastic. So, for those who haven't seen it, definitely check it out. Basically, it's Robin walking down the streets of downtown Toronto in a massive, what could have, must have been very <laughs> hot yellow bird costume. And it just looks like it was so much fun. Now, I, some of it is obviously scripted, but how much of it is just you walking along? Because some of those people's reactions seem pretty genuine, especially the kids.
2: Yeah, well, most, a lot of the people, like the construction guys, and a lot of the people in the first uh, first verse, um, there was a guy I sat beside a bench, a man wearing a turban, and they, those were all just people hanging out and... <laughs> You know, I'm sure we should have gotten them to sign something, but uh, yeah. That and was awesome,
1: <laughs> especially the two construction guys you mentioned, those because yeah. at one point when they look at each other behind you, it yeah. was just priceless.
2: <laughs> yeah, they all did really well, and it was, it was honestly the hottest. The two days that we shot it were the hottest days of summer, like oh. of this summer on record. So everyone was just melting, including me, obviously. And, uh, but some of the little kids were uh, extras, and they were actually really great. And yeah Lily, no yeah. kidding
1: what about the other costumed personnel at the end I'm assuming those are friends
2: <laughs> yeah that's my my big sister her boyfriend my best friend Jean Ho <laughs> and actually this one girl who answered an ad or something we needed one more person and she was a, a family doctor wow and she just wanted to come uh come rock out so I thought that was amazing
1: that's awesome. Now, this song has actually been getting some airtime on on Much Music as well. Um, it's a fantastic video. Is it getting any airtime as well on the radio?
2: Um, I think that, I, you know, we push for it as a single, and I've heard of it. You um, know, I've had friends or, or people from stations tell me that it's been in rotation or it's on at that moment that they're telling me. Uh, but often um, I'm finding that stations that are picking us up and playing us are – picking what songs they want to play, really, so, which I'm, you know, it gives gives me insight into what um, they're attracted to on the record, so, um, you know any any play at all is great I don't know if it's exclusive to that song but that was kind of you know our first single so
1: yeah that's why I figured as much that it would be played more and it is actually not to say anything negative about the other songs because it is I am loving this CD so much but th- there's <laughs> something about that song that's just so much fun to listen to and again having seen the video then you're relating that whenever you're you're listening to the song and I I I without swearing here, I shit you not, every time I listen to it, there's inevitably a smile on my lips. It's just that uh, that's nice to hear. Yeah, it's fantastic Now, speaking of your songs getting airplayed too I mean, you've been played on um, some TV as well. You've been on in Disney's Harriet the Spy. You've made it onto a, uh, a film as well. Um, mm-hmm. So you're actually, your music is getting out there. Are you finding that it's a little bit more difficult breaking into the US music scene being a Canadian
2: artist? Well, I find that placements have a lot to do with it. Like uh, Being Eric has a show that's been really nice to us and put two songs in the second and third season respectively. And I know when it's going, you know, it's got picked up in different countries, including the United States. And so I know when it's just, um, when it's just been on there, on cable or whatever, uh, or on, I don't know, I don't know what, what kind of access people have to that uh to that show in the states but suddenly I'll get these emails or people on Facebook or um you know just folks who saw the show and looked up the soundtrack which is something I do when I when I yep. you know really like a show so um that's been really helpful for people you know people in the states or different countries because you know they don't care where you're from they just like the song and they'll find you if they if they really want to so I find licensing is really helpful for that
1: hmm Well, speaking of that kind of thing too, um, I was watching the video that you posted, uh, the made video of Ghost that uses the Sims 2 gaming engine. And it's such a powerful song, which really showcases the versatility of your voice. And yet, here it is presented using a game engine. And for some reason, it actually works. And it's absolutely yeah. awesome. And they didn't take any shortcuts either when you watch through to the end. Like, does it feel good knowing that here your, your music is moving people enough that they're doing these kinds of things with it?
2: Man, yeah. Like, I'm. It's it's amazing to be on the other end of that because you know for years I've been like loving a loving a song so much. I'll you know you like draw a picture while you're listening to it. It inspires you, or you like I used to write out the lyrics of my favorite songs, like Tracy Chapman or like you know Ani DeFranco songs or. You know act out a music video like alone in my room like it's nice to know like i felt that passionate about other songs and like to see that like that person who did that video who's so talented and she i think it's a female she's been doing it for uh for different songs over the last couple years it's it's just like you know wow to be on the other end of that is amazing and that kind of makes you feel happy every day when you wake up that you know somebody uh somebody thought to do that
1: well, it's your music inspiring somebody. That, that again, must feel good, regardless of whether or not you are making a million bucks a year or just scraping by, your music influenced somebody else. That's something absolutely amazing. And again, that yeah. song is very well written. I love that song. What I like is that, having listened to you now since I played you quite a while back, is all of your music is is not... How do I put it? It's not all one very simple style. You're taking with one song a lot of chances whereas and presenting something quite serious, whereas with other ones, you're being cute and sultry and, and fun and enjoying the music. And I like that. It shows such a diversity to your music. Is that something that you go out of your way to make sure that you're trying a lot of different things to pr- progress as a, a songwriter?
2: Um, that's, I mean, that's good to hear. And thank you for thinking that. And I guess it's just the last couple of years have been, it's that confusing process of like, you know, I like, I like really sad songs. I love sad songs, you know, and, and I like, um, interesting lyrics and, um, but I really, you know, I like Katy Perry. I like, um, you know, I like, I like pop music a lot too. And, uh, so for a while it was like, well, I got it. I have to choose between what I want to follow. Um, and I kept getting stuck thinking, you know, I play guitar, that's folky, but you know, my voice sometimes doesn't cut it in the like, you know, folk, you know, I kept, I kept going back and forth between who I wanted to be, but I realized you just, you know, if you listen to yourself rather than tell yourself how you should sound, then your you know, your body will, will teach you where you're going, I guess. Like, and I'd like to, I'd like to get even more, um, you know, for the next record, try to explore those avenues even further and not, not be so scared to, to, to let it spread out a bit. Cause it's fun to do all the, all the, di- you know, when I'm listening to music over a period of a week, I'm listening to the saddest song in the world and the most, the stupidest song in the world, you know, and in the same day, the same week. So it's tempting to want to do everything, you know, at the same time, you don't want to spread yourself too thin, but I, but it's nice to hear that if you, you know, you f- find the record somewhat diverse or anything, that's, that's really uh. Makes me really pleased to hear
1: that. Oh, it is. And when you're saying not be afraid of taking chances, I got to tell you, that's never something that I've ever thought listening to your music. So uh, that speaks volumes right there. Listening to your music, you get the impression that you are taking chances, that you're not afraid to to go out on a limb and basically put your heart on your sleeve kind of thing. And myself, I, I write as well. And I, I know that I try to do the same thing kind of thing so that mm. you're not... Shortchanging your audience, you're being honest with them, and that's something that comes through in your music. So, let's talk about the new album then. Um, the new album came out how long ago was that? That wasn't that long ago,
2: yeah, September, uh, late September of 2010, yeah,
1: yeah. And that's I'm Here Every Night. How much work went into that? How long did it take to put out?
2: Um, I started working with uh, this label called Orange Lounge, and it's probably a year to the date, like probably, you know, give or take a couple of weeks um, before that. And we started working, <clears throat> working at the Orange On Studios. And so, you know, technically a year, but it started to get a little, you know, I was kind of lost for a few months and I met um, the producer of the record, Adam King, who produced most of the songs. And then Darren Berry at Orange produced some, some songs that I really like on the, the production of on the record and but uh, when i met up with adam suddenly things got faster and we uh we were working every day so that's probably you know may may until uh end of july was crunch time of um working things out together so
1: and you've been promoting the hell out of it because i keep seeing shows all the time how many shows are you are you doing
2: uh, it's, uh, you know, sometimes when things are slow, you're like, Oh, I never play. But then, you know, you really, you look at how many days you do in a year and it kind of, it's insane. It adds up <laughs> but I, um, uh, I've been doing a lot of shows with the singer songwriter Craig Cardiff. I don't know if you're familiar.
0: Yeah. With...
2: Well, he's amazing. I'll send you the link, uh, some links to his music afterwards. Cause I think you'd, you'd literally like him. He's one of those guys that comes off live a bit more powerful than on recording, like live. I've never brought anyone to his shows and not they've not been flabbergasted by his power, you know, his power. So I, I saw him perform a couple of years ago. We started working together and he's been a real mentor for live shows for me. Um, you know, especially, you know, in the, I like that the industry in this industry you need you can't suck live. You need to mm-hmm. you know, and you need to be engaging and you need so I'm just kinda of learning from him and we've been playing a lot of dates together um, and it's been great. And then I, you know, I do, I do whatever else I can um, with, with other performers or um, there's been a couple tours across uh, Western Canada this year too. So.
1: And you're heading to the East coast in March as well.
2: Yeah. I can't wait. I hear it's so beautiful. I've never been.
1: And how big is that tour going to be?
2: It's right now it's, uh, it's five days, but in those five days there's about nine shows, so it's kind of like really <laughs> saturated. but you know I like I like maximizing time, like if we're doing a dinnertime show and an evening show, and I'm going out with uh, with Craig Cardiff, but also with this uh, this woman, Mary Stewart, who's just amazing, and she's from out there, and she's um it's, it'll be nice to be with an East Coaster and kind of and actually, theater. I
1: think I know her music, so yes, you're going to be in very good company.
2: Yeah, she's great. I can't believe it's taking me so long to hook up with her. But you know, we're, I'm going over there after this interview. Actually, we're going to work on some covers. And we're doing Shoop, Salt and Peppa. So I think it'll be pretty sweet.
1: <laughs> awesome. I'm really hoping you're going to have videos of this. Get oh, somebody yeah. to record this. Get it up on YouTube. Because man, I'd love to see that. So, are you finding though that the your your like you're saying you're enjoying the shows, but are you seeing it more as a job go to promote the albums or as an opportunity to really actually grow as an artist?
2: Well, I, it's both, you know, like at first I got really anxious thinking like, you know, I, I it's not just me doing this anymore. Like I kind of got a little bit of a small team over the past couple of years. And will I disappoint people? What if sales are bad? What if, you know, I clam up, you know, I get performance anxiety a lot. And and then after a while I was like, I can't, I can't have that all be all I think about you know I have to you know if if I play a show in some new city and a couple people send me Facebook messages that they you know with their favorite songs of the record that's to me is like okay good now um you know make it even better next time and even better you know you can't just you can't go from zero to you know a million sales and have that be the only way you're going to feel good about yourself so it's you know
1: and there's a lot of competition in Toronto right now as well. There, there's so much talent in Toronto right now. It's yeah. absolutely amazing. I mean, I've played some of the artists on the show and I listen to a lot as well. And Toronto appears to be the hotspot for musicians right now in Canada. So in addition to giving you some great people to work with, it's actually some competition as well.
2: Well, I I used to to think of it, you know. I st- kind of started in Hamilton playing music, and there it was a smaller community, and you you know you could you could get every opening slot for every female artist if you, you know, you were you were pulling your weight a little bit. And you're right in Toronto. There's there's so many amazing artists who have who I see you know have um, records who are my some of my favorite records that I've ever heard, and they happen to live down the street from me. Like it's bizarre, <laughs> you know. Um, but it's, you know, if community and competition is, you know, competition becomes community if you, if you support each other and you, then you, you learn and you learn how to be compassionate. You learn that some of the people that you think are, you know, riding so high and, you know, they know they're the best in town. They actually are just as insecure as you and they're having the hardest time with their label or they're, you know, they're trying to make enough money to get across to tour Europe. Like everyone, everyone's kind of in the same Vote when you really think about it and the fact that these people are producing beautiful music is is inspiring um rather than rather than threatening you know it's well not just that but it 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 would challenge
1: you as well that you it really pushes you to keep going and do a good job and to improve upon yourself
2: Totally. There's no coasting. Like you go see live shows around here and it's like, you know, and even, um, you know, seeing shows, I've seen shows in, in Montreal, Ottawa, like where Thunder Bay, like anywhere. And I've been like, wow, that exists. Like it's, it's just out of this world. So yeah, you're totally right. It it does uh, it pushes you to be
1: better. Well, we're we're in a, a time right now too where it's easier for not that it's easy, but easier than before for an unsigned musician to actually make a name for themselves thanks to the internet. I mean, you can be a YouTube star right now, and that never existed before, obviously. So. It's bringing out a lot of talent that we otherwise never would have heard about. And when I talk to people and they ask what I'm listening to, I've said it before, more often than not, I'm rarely ever listening now to signed musicians. Because there's so many absolutely incredible unsigned or indie musicians that that take more chances, that are not afraid to go down a route that maybe somebody with a label would be allowed to. So, and that's, again, something that I see in your music.
2: Oh, well, that's, you know, I, I agree with you. Like I, I often, uh, find that I'm not listening to, and it's even like, you know, sometimes when labels are really pushing somebody, you're like, you think, Oh, why? you know, I know people that have kind of done it on their own or like they've made a really cool video and now everyone knows about them or whatever it's, you, you don't need that stepping, the stepping point. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a, everyone's kind of doing it their own way. People still need money. You still need money to, you know, yep. get get somewhere. You know, even a little bit. But it's nice to see all the, the diversity of where people are coming from. And yeah, totally.
1: Let's talk about the videos of you crashing the Junos now, because I love yeah. those. Oh God, I love those. And for our international <laughs> listeners, basically the Junos are the Canadian equivalent to the Grammys. Now, how did this all come about?
2: Um I had been working with uh Orange Lounge who's who like has a, a label, like an it's kinda an indie label or so it's it's major distribution but not a major majorly owned. And they were kind of teaming up with um Bell um in this partnership where they would um interview celebrities um kinda in their location in Toronto and then Bell was said, Okay, you know, every year we send somebody to go um, to the Junos to interview, you know, people on the red carpet and our, our regular host is unavailable. So, and of course they thought it would be <laughs> hilarious to send me. Which it was. Oh my God. Honestly, I've never been so scared in my life. You know, when you, you're just like, I don't, you know, this is so unnatural for me. Like I don't have a guitar. I have to, they're like, so what are you going to wear? I'm like, I don't know. Sweatpants. Like I'm freaking <laughs> out, man. So, you know, and of course, like everything, by the time we, by the time we worked it out and got there and I learned, I kind of learned how to be on camera a bit more and it helped me so much to feel comfortable, but oh my God, the fear compared to, you know, the relief of it being done. It's just
1: amazing. Well, you pulled it off great, because it was fun to watch you there. Far too often, and it's not to imply that you appeared nervous at times a little bit, but but what was fun was that far too often when somebody's sending a correspondent to something like this, they are that prim and proper person that is scripted, that's been trained to do exactly this sort of thing. To see somebody who... I hate to bracket you in with the rest of us, but us normal folk just kind (laughs) of going and doing this was empowering. It was fantastic. And I enjoyed it far more than had it been somebody, again, in a coat and tie or a dress being prim and proper. I I thought you were fantastic.
2: Oh, thank you. Well, if there's anything I've learned over the past year, it's been – there's no – you know, you can – you can take the normal folk out of the girl, but you can't take the girl out of the normal. <laughs> like I'm, uh, like I'm, was wearing a ten dollar Value Village jacket on the red carpet. And they were like, seriously, that's all you got? Like everyone's wearing black because I didn't realize, you know, they're wearing like Uggs on their feet because no one sees your feet. And I'm in like, you know, my Payless heels over there. You, you know, you might, you might as well be yourself because, like, I'd rather just see somebody being themselves than see somebody trying so hard to be what they, they think people want them to be. So,
1: Well, luckily, too, for most Canadian musicians, it's not the same as other places, far more mm-hmm. down to earth, easier to talk to and not really looking down at your Payless shoes. OK, so <laughs> you're actually going to play us a live song right now. Do you know what you're going to play us?
2: Yeah, well, do you have any any requests at all? I, I, uh... Honestly,
1: whatever you would like to do, except please don't play a cover because then we get into the legalities of being able to play that.
2: Yeah, okay, well, I was something hoping you'd, your... you'd want something in particular, but I'll just... Uh... Oh, no, no,
1: I leave it up to the artists right. because sometimes they, they surprise me with brand new songs as well, like last week. So, no, I whatever you'd like.
2: Oh, now I have the... This whoever played this brand new song last week, who you're hot on?
1: Yeah, well that was that was Carl Hawk.
2: Oh, so. oh Carl. Okay, I'm gonna play um a song called Astronaut because um we're kind of in the works with making a video for it. So it's been on my mind lately, and nice. And the t- has a line from the title of the, the record, and it's kind of the one I feel most represents me, I guess. Awesome. At this present time, so here we go. Okay.
0: In I can see the stars they shine so bright it's violent almost hit the dark
1: beautiful absolutely beautiful thank you so much
2: i try my very best not to sniff or sneeze so that was great that was great and you know what
1: it's not every day that you get serenaded by a beautiful pantsless woman so you just made my day that was fantastic so i want to thank you so much for taking the time i know that you're a busy lady so thank you for taking the time to do this for us um i'm sure that people are going to absolutely adore not just the interview but the songs as well so with that i will let you go and again thanks
2: Thank you so much for the time. I really appreciate it. And you've got a very nice, soothing voice. So maybe can call back and talk you to bed one night.
1: <laughs> you know what's funny is that I absolutely detest the sound of my voice, but I do this anyways really? because I love doing the show. <laughs>
0: sorry for things I said last night in front of all our friends and all take your hand I could never count my blessings I alive and I About your girl. My hair will never like that. Now, i your old girl. You will never be sad, You will never be sad, You will never be sad, Now, i old girl.
1: Now, come home. Last to Love You and Your Old Girl, all on release songs. Each displays Robin's songwriting versatility. And then there's that voice, sometimes as soft as a whisper, and it speaks to you in a manner altogether different than most singers are able to convey in a song. From heartache to playfulness, her voice can go wherever the songwriting leads her. I'm going to end the show with Good Day, a song Robin wrote with Matt Montour. I'm fairly certain I've played this song on the podcast before, though not this version. It's a fantastic song that I've loved since first hearing it, and I can't think of a better ending to this episode. Don't forget about the CD giveaway. Just send an email to experience at gmail.com, and in the subject line put Robin Delanto CD giveaway. I've got two copies of I'm Here Every Night to mail out to a couple of lucky listeners. If you're a musician and would like to be on the show, check out the submission guidelines at thevinylexperience.com. I'd love to hear your stuff. If you'd like to reach me, you can do so at thevinylexperience at gmail.com or on Twitter at twitter.com slash vinylexperience. Enjoy this last song and we'll see you soon.
0: Woke up today and I was already breathing. Woke up today and it was dark outside Woke up today and you were light years from my mind I made up my bed like I was sealing